You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It became not even really about the business for me. It just became joy and life to see how far can I push this? How far can I go? Um, I went on point for the first time when I was 27 years old. Pef Medelsky at Steps said, why aren't you taking my point class? Oh, I couldn't do that. She goes, why not? You're doing three and four pirouettes, you know, in ballet and clean. Why aren't you doing this? I'm like, okay. So she told me and I went down, I got the shoes. I strapped on those hard things with nothing inside them and did double pirouettes on point inside and out. The first day, ecstatic, came off and pulled off those bloody shoes, just happy as I could be. Hey, what's going on? It's me, Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you're interested in trying out Built for the Stage, you can go to the website builtforthestage.com to try a free trial. Seven days of workouts of our flow program, which is specifically catered to performers to enhance their mobility and flexibility. Conversations with coaches. Yeah, try it out. Builtforthestage.com. Thanks again to Broadway Podcast Network for producing the podcast. You can check them out at bpn.fm. All right. As always, we have an exciting guest for you today. She'll be helping us out extending our series Fitness on the Broadway Stage, but we're also going to cover a whole lot more with her. She's actually a 10-time Broadway show veteran. Super excited to have Paula Leggett Chase on the podcast. Welcome, Paula. Hi, Joe. Nice to be here. Thanks, thanks so for having me. Our pleasure. So nice to see you um, on the other side of the screen as we are in this thing called 2020. Yikes. <laughs> so for, for everyone listening uh, right now, uh, Paula made her debut in uh, the original company of A Chorus Line. Um, and later on, she was also involved in Damn Yankees. Um, Damn Yankees was one of the shows we'll be highlighting in this uh, in this series. But since we have Paula on the podcast and she is a seasoned vet, she has a lot to uh, to share with us. So we're just going to kind of touch on Damn Yankees and probably take a quick write and start talking about the plethora of other exciting things that uh, we have to talk about with Paula. So first off, like. How is it to just be a part of that iconic show, A Chorus Line, like 
from the beginning. You know, that's something that just just has to be a legacy that you carry with you through life. That wow, what a just I would feel so lucky. I would be like, <laughs> I was a part of the original chorus line. It makes me giddy just pretending. So how does that make you feel? Oh, it's really amazing. But look, why I have to jump in here and say I wasn't like I was part of the last year of the original cast because when the thing started, I was 14. I mean, I remember being down in my friend, Paula Evans. I was, I remember being down in her basement and she had this record album and she put it on of a chorus line and we were listening to it and tits and ass came on and we were giggling and we were, Oh, Oh, it's just something else. And so the really amazing thing about that is that show ran long enough for me to grow up and be in it. You know, I think I was, oh, I was even younger than that. I was, I did, I did a chorus line. I was 28 years old when I went in the Broadway company of a chorus line. And I got to do the last year of it. And it really was an amazing thing. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning play. It's, um, I mean, everybody, I'm sure everybody you've ever talked to who has ever done a chorus line has a really great feeling for it because you get to use so much of yourself. And, uh, and I did, and it was really, it was a stupendous Broadway debut. Um, I played, I played, uh, I come, first came in and I covered Judy and Sheila. And then very quickly they added Christine for me because I've always been a comedian. I mean, they're all funny, all these characters, Sheila with her big heart and funny and, and Judy just dancing everything front and center and full out, but funny, you know, funny and the insecurities and all the joys and the ups and downs of growing up you know, growing up and making your way. And then of course the layers of what it means for us as performers. So yeah, I really, I really dug a chorus line. Speaking of us as performers, we all are in a very unique situation right now. Mm -hmm. What, what were you in the midst of when the shutdown officially happened? You were kind of sharing with uh, us about that before we hit record. Oh, well, I was in Tootsie and Tootsie closed um, January 5th, I believe. And January 6th, I started the unsinkable Molly Brown. And, uh, and that was with Kathleen Marshall had reached out to me and somebody had left it. And I actually was with that show. Um, oh, almost 10 years ago, I had did several incarnations of it, readings and uh, did a new play sections that they did at um, the Denver Center and so asked me to be in it and it was like coming home but it was a much smaller pared down event and so we got to play some really great roles and that's what I was doing I actually got a drama desk nomination for um for that. And, uh, we were, you know, we were everything we, I, I had a feeling we were going to close. And I remember it was March 12th and I was getting ready to go out the door and Beth Malone called me because we were traveling down to the theater together. And she said, it's over. We're not doing the show. I had, I had good friends that were coming down to see me that night and other people that were coming and I had to call them. And, and I, I remember I just, burst into tears. And I thought, well, show's closed. It happens. You've been around for so long. Why are you crying about this right now? And I think it was, it was the first time, I mean, you cry at closings anyway, but it was the first time that I had done my last show and didn't know it was my last show. 
you know, the night before I had done my last show and I didn't know it. So I hadn't been able to really wrap my head around it. So we all went down and thought I'd better go down there and get my stuff before they close up the theater. And we all kind of played some music and hung out on stage. And, uh, and then pretty soon, you know, all the city closed down and that was that. So, you know, I think as performers that were currently employed when the shutdown happened, they have you yourself as well have a unique opportunity where you know how the saying goes you know live each day like it's your last essentially as performers you actually got to experience that but yet you know whether it's spring of 2021 or whenever it might be you'll get to uh live to see another day which i think is a a unique gift to have where you know it, it lifts the the importance and the gratefulness even more as performers when you've lived through something like that. Yeah, I agree. And it's, um, I, I mean, it's so funny, you know, here I've been around for a very long time and I still have those feelings though. Of I said to my husband yesterday, Oh God, will I ever sign into half hour again? I mean, will <laughs> I? And he said, you will, you will. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I know TV and film will probably come back a little faster. And it's just, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge change in every way. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, 9-11 was a huge change in the culture and, and, and I think affected everybody I mean, in a very different way, but in a huge way, it, it changed how, how we travel. It changed all, um, so many things about our lives, just our daily lives. And I think I, you know, there, a vaccine will hopefully come, but this will change. You know, this will, even when things are back, I think it has, it, it's an altered, it's a shift in our lives. Mm. Definitely. How, if you can recall that back in 2001, how was that during the return? And, and how was that with just the feeling of, yeah, uh, reality being altered a bit? Well, I have, um, I have two boys. Um, I have an 18 year old who's a sophomore at, uh, NYU online remotely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, I have a 23 year old who is working for Deutsche Bank and online. He's actually going to go and start going in for a few days a week. But for them, um, I was pregnant with Dasha when the towers went down and, and Kyler was in nursery school. And, uh, and I was, you know, very close to, that was, you know, September 11th and my younger son was born October 23rd, 2001. Um, and I, when I talked to them about we were just talking about travel in general and, and what that means. I said, I, I find it stressful going on planes. Not that I'm afraid of flying. It's not that, but I remember when you just got on a plane 
you know, you, you just got on a plane, you just went up there and your family came with you and they went to the gate and it was no big deal. And if you forgot something, probably someone in your family could run up and hand it to you on the plane. I mean, it was really, it was very, very different. So my boys know nothing of that world. So I think that's an interesting thing for them going through all the security measures and everything that, that were put in place after nine 11, um, and the TCA, all that's, that's nothing, that's just normal for them. But for me, I can remember things before and how that was. And so I think that's something that um, illustrates that, you know, of how, how there's a change. And for, you know, young people forge their way ahead. I, I'm like, how are they going to do this? How's my son going to do online uh, school, do the classes all online? I'm like, what a bummer. And he was kind of like, oh, yeah, well, but they forge ahead, you know, it's, it's just, this is what it is. And, and they get on with it. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I think that's great. And I think all of the young people are going to, um, they are going to make New York live and breathe in, in new ways. And I think they will find opportunities in the chaos and, and destruction left behind from, everything being shut down like this. I absolutely believe that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With your, with your vast career, with your accomplishments and and the ups uh there there are inevitably going to be downs and and i just uh, am curious to know how one how you have um kept so consistent in your career and also maybe how fitness was involved with that if we can tie fitness into this as well um i love to kind of with our our listeners parallel a pursuit of fitness with a career in the theater. Um, because as we say in fitness, that your fitness is never owned, it's rented and that, Ah. you know, you have to keep pursuing that daily. And as far as a career in the theater business, you know, my opinion is that it's the same, you know, you're, you're never, you never own the stage. It's never yours forever. And you have to keep either putting the work in or, doing your due diligence to make sure you, you quote unquote, earn that right to, to be up there. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, so tying fitness into it. Um, well, uh, obviously I'm, I'm a, I'm a dancer and that's been a huge part of my life. And, um, and I think, 
you know, and here I am now, I am, I am now 59 years old and I am still, I am still, you know, I'm still kicking and stretching and (laughs) and doing my things. But yeah, I I actually came into uh, dance kind of late. I was, um, oh dear, I'm almost five foot 10, but I was a gymnast when I was young. Isn't that crazy? Um, Not a really great one because they couldn't make the, um, the uneven bars wide enough for me because I would hit the ground or, or my hips wouldn't wrap on it correctly. So there was that, but, um, I probably should have been dancing, but everybody has their path. And, uh, but I always could go out in the middle of the dance floor and like tear it up. Right. That was always something I could do. But when I, um, I all through college, I was a voice major and I was very active in a group called the Singing Hoosiers, and I actually choreographed for them. Mind you, I couldn't do a double pirouette, but you know, I could. I could move around. So fast forward, I'm in New York, and um, and I can sing really well, and I can read music like just instantly, just great because from all my training at at Indiana University. But people wanted me to really dance. And I remember going into a class and, and talking to a teacher afterwards and, and he would be like, oh, and he told me when he first seen me, he was like, oh, she can dance. Oh, no, no, she really can't. Oh, she can. Mm, no, not really. Because there would be things of my, you know, my technique that were lacking. So I, I went on this quest. Uh, I went on scholarship at Steps. And I took class all the time and I was waiting tables and doing pirouettes when it got slow in the restaurant in the late afternoon and their mirrored tiles, you know, in Midtown. And I, um, when I did start to book jobs, I kept at it when I was on the road with, I did cabaret with Joel Gray was my first production contract. When I got that, I, um, I auditioned for the Broadway company as a singer and was typed out. (laughs) and but then when the tour was going out right afterwards I went in as a dancer and um and I booked it and um I remember like after we did the dancing and then it was time to sing and I was like yes let's go and then I but on that tour we pretty much did one weekers and I would find the ballet company in every city and I went to class and I took um sometimes it was so incredibly humbling but I got really really good I mean, really good. I had, I had the gifts and I had the talent and it became not even really about the business for me. It just became joy and life to see how far can I push this? How far can I go? Um, I went on point for the first time when I was 27 years old. Pef Medelsky at Steps said, why aren't you taking my point class? Oh, I couldn't do that. She goes, why not? You're doing three and four pirouettes, you know, in ballet and clean. Why aren't you doing this? I'm like, okay. So she told me and I went down, I got the shoes. I strapped on those hard things with nothing inside them and did double pirouettes on point inside and out. The first day, ecstatic, came off and pulled off those bloody shoes, just happy as I could be. And I, so I come to it all kind of late and it's really a treasure to me. It's something that I love very much and um, and it's, even though I can't begin to do what I used to do when I was younger, it's still a huge part of my arsenal, a huge part of my toolbox. It's, um, it's something that I bring in everything that I do. And I always will. I always will. I, I know I will. And I, I think you, I loved what you were saying about like that dedication 
to a career of performing on the stage, you do have to stay at it and you, and you have to, and in the same way that you do with dance, with fitness, and you also have to go at it with, um, a little bit of kindness to yourself too. If you, if you overdo it, you can, you know, I would go to an audition. Sometimes you can't get every job. And there are times you're going to be disappointed and you have to just like understand that you go and you eat pancakes and you go to bed and you get up the next morning and you take class and that's how you do it. And so, you know, I try to be kind to my body and like re- remember how old I am. And because I have worked so hard for so many years, a lot stays with me. And now when I look back, I'm grateful for the gymnastics because I can still walk on my hands. I can still do a back walkover. I can't do an aerial walkover. I can't do a front walkover anymore. It's too much torque on my back, but I still can do a lot of things and I don't have fear of being upside down. So there were times when I was younger, I was like, Oh, why didn't I start dancing more seriously younger? Everybody has a journey. And and that's the lovely thing about getting older. You, you look back and you kind of understand all of the pieces that, that puts you together and, and make you be you. And, um, at least for me, I feel like I can love myself, appreciate myself, appreciate others in a kinder um, way because I have a lot more security in myself than I did when I was younger, if that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. You're fabulous. Thank you so much. I talk for a lot, that. don't I? <laughs> no, I was just like internally thinking like, wow, just listening to like this amazing uh wisdom bombs from you right now thank you so much for sharing all that uh truly um let's let's just <laughs> let's just touch on uh damn yankees since this was a part of it i'll just ask you this oh, one no, question no. just like okay. i i know is um for for you you're sharing um off the recording that Physically, for you, it wasn't the most demanding show, um, but for uh, the male ensemble, um, basically, talk to me just about what it was like maybe in rehearsal when Vicky Lewis as Gloria was jumping off that second second level into the guy's arms. That's just... Oh, oh, it was was just fantastic. I mean, Vicky... Vicky is just an incredible talent. She's got that, she's got a belt, like what I call a turbocharged belt. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just almost otherworldly. And like, it just comes from her basement and out of that little body, you know, that little darling body. And, and so here she was just, you know, keeping up with them. And she's, she's a great, uh, athlete herself and dances quite well and has this great voice, really great comedian. And so in, in rehearsals, the men folk in that show were extraordinary. All of them, they were all really, really wonderful. And so, um, Rob Marshall, who did incredible work on this show and just the the details of each of the characters and what they were like and what they were about and the eccentricities of all of it was really, really impressive. Um, Gregory Jabara playing this kind of um, Neanderthal guy, but the sexy, you know, and, um, and you had Michael Barras and um, the amazing Scott Wise, these guys with great tricks, um, Joey Peasy. I mean, it just was, um, it was an astonishing group of men. Um, and so 
watching them, I would watch them work and they would, yeah, I mean, they would just, and she was totally game for all of it. They would toss her from up high. I think they had built something. This was down at uh, old school 890 and they had built a kind of dugout thing to work with, you know, to jump off and do that. And then they did that number, the shoeless show from Hannibal Mo. Um, and they did it on the Tonys. And I remember if you, you can see it, it's on YouTube and it's just incredible. And it is at this speed because, you know, you only have so much time on the Tonys. And so you have to go really fast to get it through. And so it is at this incredible speed and it was already really just a killer to do every night in the show. So they were just astonishing. Um, yeah, it was so fast. Share with us, thanks for that. Share with us about your time um, in the pajama game. And I know that was one of your your favorites you had mentioned in your yeah, career. Yeah. And just That's, like, what what made you, um, quote unquote, live up on that stage um, every night doing the pajama game? I think the, the pajama game... Um, the Pajama Game, which is also a Richard Adler show. And unlike Damn Yankees, um, the Pajama Game really, really featured the women. And I've always been a person, I've done a lot of revivals. And I've also worked with um, Kathleen Marshall quite a few times. And in fact, she was assisting Big Brother Rob on um, Damn Yankees, which was when I met her. And so I had done um, several things with her and including um, the Kiss Me Kate with Stokes and uh, Mara Maisie. And, and doing the pajama game, it was a point where, you know, I had come from doing a chorus line and I had done, um, and I had done Crazy For You, very showgirl. Um, and so getting to do the pajama game, I got to play this really, really great character. And I remember I got to go when I was getting my wig done and talking with Marty Pacladinas. Um, he was there with uh, Paul Huntley. So it was like a joint thing when I came in to get fitted for a wig. And I said, I would like, and this, you know, the show is set in the, um, the 50s. And I said, I would like to have a hairdo where I'm this, you know, I'm in the, it's in a sewing factory. Um, they make pajamas. I would like to have a hairdo that shows that I'm one of those women who kind of had this hairdo that was, that she, she loved in high school and she's kind of never lost it. You know, she's now she's older, but she still keeps that same hairdo. So let's say it was kind of like a, a Betty Grable hairdo, but it has a little nod to the fifties. So I had this updo that was kind of like the Betty Grable looking over the shoulder world war two, uh, pinup shot, but with a nod to Lucille ball, because it had the curls and everything bouncing around. And then talking to Marty Pacladinas, I got to really be a part of it. And when you put on a costume with people like that, um, you really know who you are. And I had some ideas. And then when the whole thing was on, I really knew who I was. And, um, and it marked a time of me really showing in my career here. I have all of these tools and I have some age and I'm a comedian and, um, I just really enjoyed the creativity of it. Um, Hernando's Hide, also my husband was the dance arranger on it, which was amazing. Um, Hernando's Hideaway was a joy. Um, and it was just this jewel of a show. And I really, really felt good about my work in it. And I, I loved doing it. And I feel like it really 
made a lot of people who maybe had just had me in kind of a a pile of tall, pretty girls look at me in a different way. And, uh, and that was really empowering. You know, you, you change in a, a career. Um, every five years or so, things change of how, how you view yourself, how, how the others view you. And, um, you know, you, you go with that on that journey. And sometimes it's kind of hard to go, oh, okay, bye. That's who I used to be. And now I'm this. But uh, I, I, I found that like a really significant, wonderful thing for me at that time. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, hopefully everyone listening just is, um, taking all of this and, and, and hearing obviously what, what, um, Paula is directly saying, but indirectly we can take so many, um, just golden nuggets. I'll say from just like what she was saying to adapt, you know, to be adaptable, whether it's in your career or whether it's, um, with the people you surround yourselves with, or it's in fitness, it's life is ever changing. So, um, those that kind of thrive the most are those that are able to pivot and adapt. And I think that this coronavirus has shown us just that, you know, who can pivot, who can adapt, who can, can, um, just morph into this new stage of life. Well, I think it's astonishing what some people are doing now. I, I marvel at it. You know, but truly, I think I think people will find opportunities in the chaos. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. Absolutely. Paula, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. Thank you for having me. I loved it. Our pleasure. Okay, everyone, that'll do it. Thanks so much for listening to Built for the Stage podcast. Once again, that was Paula Leggett Chase. You can check out the description um, of this podcast episode. You could see where to follow her on Instagram um, and just some other details uh, about her. So thanks again uh, to Paula for joining. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com. And don't forget about our friendly producers at Broadway Podcast Network, bpn.fm. All right. It's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.